Hello, podcast listeners. Before we start this week's episode, I just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors. Dollar Shave Club, Zip Recruiter, and Me Undies. These guys have never been with us, so I'm not actually thanking them. But uh, this is just a quick note to say the sound quality in this podcast is something we take pretty seriously. Nothing worse than a, a poorly sounding podcast. So there has been a little glitch in Zoom over the few episodes, but such is the nature of the fact that we are different sides of the world. We kind of have to do something like that. But in doing that, we try to get it sound as good as we can. This week's episode, we actually thought we'd nailed it because we're recording straight to Audacity, each of us, on either end, and then we merge the files. So there's no kind of Zoom connection. Anyways, in the midst of our excitement, I recorded straight to my laptop, so missed the mic totally, and ended up sounding like I was in a lunchbox. But uh, it's not too bad. It's not worth canning the episode and or, or trying to re-record the episode because there was a decent flow between us, decent conversation, and you kind of lose that if you try to do it again nothing worse than a forced revisit of a conversation so look at it if you don't like the sound of it email mark <laughs> at ecobehavedesign at gmail.com and he will respond back with a voice text or an email or something summarizing the episode so you don't even have to put up with it and join back in next time where it's going to be perfect sound but if you can stick with it, we have a bit of crack. It's not too bad. You know, hopefully enjoy it. Good day. Hey. Hey. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. Keeping well. Sun is shining, blue skies, minus seven, t-shirt weather. <laughs> t-shirt weather are you, or is it? It actually is. Do you want me to say it? The um, minus seven here is like a, a dry cold versus in Ireland. It could be two or three with the wind chill. There's a, the wind chill... Is a factor. Is the humidity or the? I would have thought it's like if um, if you don't get the humidity, it's the same. It's that kind of dry cold. Yeah, but you do get the humidity in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like a set minus seven there isn't near as bad as minus seven and would be in Ireland because it's not in the air. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying too. (laughs) I were agreed. What's the story? What's new? What's new? Not a lot new now. What's new with you? How's 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 life as a daddy going? Dad life is going great. So far so good. Getting some sleep. That's the first question everyone asks. How's the sleep going? And so far I'm happy to report it's going pretty good. Obviously still waking up between two and a half and three hour stints uh, for feeds and I'm not doing the feeding, obviously, but I'm doing the old diaper changing. 
So how does um you know for our listeners do how has it impacted on your training if at all? It hasn't at all. Oh, it did good. obviously in the early stages because you know just to but now we're starting to find our feet and get a little bit of routine going and 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 baby's doing well and my wife's obviously doing most of the work so you know that's a huge support. So for me I think getting the sleep has been key, you know, waking up either two or three times a night, but like every two and a half to three hours. So like you think about it, you go to bed at 11, wake up at, you know, maybe half one or two, and then maybe one more time. And then you're up the next time you're up, you're up like, so I don't know. It's a, it'll obviously, you know, I'm thankful for, these it's only a few weeks in so so far so good still getting to three jujitsu sessions a week and do my other stuff outside of that so i can't say it's impacted me at all for instance this week right and what about the presence of her life has that impacted you in so far as there's a sense of uh stronger determination or anything like that uh no i i probably have to um revisit the the omission and the mission statement yeah because i suppose it was i wrote it down pre-baby now i have the baby and and then some of the points did relate to you know doing something that she could be proud of and stuff so yeah it'd be a good idea for me to kind of revisit that those things now with uh, an actual uh, person to <laughs> relate them to and i'm sure they will uh, come through stronger but yeah that's an exercise i haven't actually done yet so mm. good 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 time to do it but yeah, like it is in my head, I suppose I have thought of little things without revisiting the missions. I've thought about August and attending the uh, the competition with her in tow. And yeah, I have thought those kind of images, you know, and her on, on the sidelines, you know, right, with my right, wife right. or with family that I've, I kind of have already built those pictures in my head. And that'll be pretty cool. You know, at the moment, I suppose she's so small at the um you know the the focus even in her eyes is only starting to kind of to to come before it was like just gazing everywhere so that's kind of starting and i suppose like if you think about it august she's going to be what's that she'd be close to what be close to it's about seven Six, months seven old months. seven yeah. months old so you look at a child that's seven months old now the progress they make between you know birth and and, and seven months is huge they're typically, so, they're typically crawling a good bit by that time are they depends on the baby but uh there's actually a good uh, show not to go into uh, netflix but there's a show called babies on netflix and mm. it just got released there during the week or something i think so you've already watched, watched, watched every, every episode <laughs> watch the first episode it's interesting the um they they talk about um is it oxytocin yeah i, I get that i get I, I get mixed up but i know one's uh Oxy- Oxycontin. <laughs> it's the total opposite of what you know. Uh, actually, watched another Netflix show about that during the week. The pharmacist, but uh, oxytocin, and oxycontin. Yeah, two Netflix shows on the go about not, similar sounding they're not, things. They're not totally unrelated, right? One, I expect, mediates the neurochemical, while the other, I mean, it is, is the hormone. Right, right. Yeah, but they talk about yeah, you know, at the end. Um, the bond building and stuff, even with a newborn, you know, that you can, 
you don't necessarily have to be the mother you can be the father just with like the uh being a committed parent you know uh and the, the yeah. neurochemistry that goes on between both parties mm. uh, even in that setting is is huge but uh yeah so that's 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 all good so far and what about have you like say given that you're getting less sleep has that affected your concentration or your memory or anything like that well, as I say, it's not massively less sleep. It's it's a little bit less sleep. It's hard to know because last week, probably not ideal, but last week I, I, I was just doing a bit of time-restricted eating, which was just eating once a day. And then I was getting brain fog a, a couple of them evenings. I was a bit scattered. So I wasn't sure if that was related to tiredness or if it was related to... Because um, I... When I <laughs> When I do the uh, once a day eating, I don't do it that often, but I, I do it from time to time. When I do it, uh, when I eat, again, I feel like I owe myself food. So I eat and I just like absolutely destroy myself with food. So I came home and then just like three, you know, those cliff bars, you know, they're just like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like three, three of them, two loads of dinner. You know, <laughs> the brain fog was like nearly fell down the stairs. So it's hard to know. Like uh, I haven't measured if if my capacity to remember things is better than it was. But yeah, well, it's uh, you know something that moves around quite a bit. Anyway, I found I find sometimes my memory is not as sharp as it could be. Like even today, I was a uh, I I remembered uh, this actually kind of tripped me up i think i i had this distinct remember <laughs> distinct memory a memory this distinct memory of <laughs> like wrapping up my headphones and putting them in my pocket so i was distinct kind of, memory yeah that's what i said right. yeah, yeah no just make it clarifying and uh i was i was homing in on that i was like where did i you know i i was like well, if I didn't put them in my pocket, they're wrapped up somewhere. So I was searching everywhere from, and then I found them hanging around my neck an hour and a half later. But, so uh, you're looking for an hour and a half, but they're hanging around your neck? No, no, I wasn't looking for a solid hour and a half. I did a few five-minute stints. And then <laughs> found them so what, what was the memory of uh, wrapping them up? I don't know. It must have, must have been an earlier memory or something. It's a tricky thing, memory, like, very tricky. Dad was uh, Dad was telling me. Did you hear this story? Dad was telling me during the week. He was. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm taking the piss out of Dad now, but I'm not. I'm laughing. Shout out! Shout out! Today. Shout outs to Dad. Shout out! Actually, Ma and Dad were both telling me they were getting a great laugh out of it. Ma came back to the car, and Dad was sitting in the car, getting laughing to himself, and <laughs> I was like, "What are you laughing about?" He's like, you won't believe it. <laughs> he was waiting for man in the car, and somehow he took a notion that he was after losing his wallet. <laughs> so he started searching through the car for the wallet. They'd bought shopping and everything. So he went through all the shopping bags, took the mats out of the car, was in a <laughs> panic inside in the, in the car park, <laughs> looked under the seats, over the seats. He said he wasn't even in the boot, but he had the boot pulled apart. Sat back in the car, <clears throat> fucking no clue as to where the wallet was. Panicked. The wallet was inside in his fucking mouth. <laughs> he had it in his teeth. 
<laughs> in his mouth. Yeah, he looked under the seats with the wallet in his mouth, like. <laughs> and turned the cap on. Uh, the only in his the mouth. Only I usually hear like the old pencil on the ear. Yeah, yeah. I never the wallet in the mouth. What was he doing? His wallet in his mouth. I don't know. I suppose he just uh, two hands with the shop and didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. No pockets. But um, I was the the only way that story could have been funnier is if he, if he went into the shop, it's <laughs> like trying to say, and then was like, oh no, yeah, like, tried to complain or whatever, and then it just fell out yeah. of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny when you when you lose something like you know. How, do you know when you lose something in the house? How many times do you look in the fridge for it? Like, yeah, you know, like your phone or your wallet. Did you do you ever like anytime I come like you end up you've searched, you searched everywhere. You look it in the fridge. It's like <laughs> when, when have I ever put my phone in the fridge? Uh, yeah. It's like someday I'm just going. Oh, there it is. It's there it is behind the mayonnaise. No, I didn't look in the fridge now for the headphones. Maybe I should have though. I, <laughs> I was fair off it. I remember thinking like. Mm. Where now? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, what's going on today? So, what is going on today? Well, we talked about a, a well, it's it's a couple of episodes ago now, aphantasia, and yeah. we'd said we'd come back to it in relation to visualization, not necessarily, but it was uh, we'd come back to visualization, and but aphantasia was a part of it. But I had a good few conversations with people on aphantasia since. It was mentioned in the podcast, doing the our little uh, discussion with people on on imagery and how they see things. And it's funny these things you they're just subjects you don't broach with people, you know, day to day, and and how they're like their inner inner workings or their inner mechanics are going. And a lot of people are different, you know. Like I, I was talking, we're, you know, for anyone that's not knows what we're talking about, just Google aphantasia, a p h a n t a s i a. And you know what we're talking about, but uh, interestingly, when we were thinking, about, I was thinking about it a little bit afterwards, and talked to some people about this. But you know, you and I spoke offline afterwards because I was still kind of spellbound as to how you think. And we're talking about spelling, and mm. I was asking you when you spell a word, how do you do it? And and for me, and I think this is true of most people, and I and I might be wrong here. I I might be the the outlier, um, or the the weirdo, but I uh, I picture it in my mind's eye the word the actual word and then read that word which i think mm-hmm. is is what most people do with images anyways uh, so then I, I was asking you how, how you spell mm-hmm. but you don't have that so in the same way you're an a fantasist <laughs> you kind of have a feel for the word isn't that it yeah no i definitely don't see an image in my mind when i spell yeah, I'd have a feel for the world. Maybe somehow I've sedimented some sort of, um, you know, like the, the structure of it's chunked a little bit. So, you know, like... Um, well, it's, yeah, if, it's I, if, I, if I ask you a word there... Come on, I'm a terrible speller. But <laughs> Spelling B competition. Uh, Don't give me one with a tough <laughs> I and a tough E beside each other. Just, right, no. right, when I say eco-behavioral design, yeah. When you go to spell that, how do you spell it? Quickly. Like, what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. There's, I suppose they're well enough rehearsed that it's just almost like 
recalling a phone number or something. It's it's just chunked together in a way that it's totally habitual. Like it's it's a but but there's still no image. No, there's no image. It's like a skilled response to the situation. <laughs> Wait, is there an image for you? It like yeah, that's in what I'm a saying situation with with every situation like that. Uh, I, I can't. I don't know. Ask See, me a word. I was I was having it, these conversations too with people, and everyone's in your camp. Just no, but everybody's a bit less clear about what images are than they think they are. You know, the, the idea that there's some sort of obvious image in one's head. The mind's eye. Right, but what is, what's the image constructed of? Or, you know, this is a whole debate within cognitive science. Well, not about images necessarily. I mean, this agreement that we can kind of manifest something like an image. But when we think of an image, right, in, in kind of received folk psychological terms, everyday terms, we kind of, we somehow abstract from pictures, right? And then we say, oh, the image in my head is a bit like a picture, but the picture in your head is actually just, in some sense, your best construction of the kind of thing that's going on inside your head. And you're using the notion of a picture in real life, like a photograph, yeah, yeah. to map to that, because there's no real... Yeah, that makes sense. Obvious too. kind of account of the phenomenology. And then I was wondering, well, then is this aphantasia even a real spectrum? Or is it just people kind of have different ways of reporting what's going on for them? Mm. And I think I'd be less inclined to speak about an image too, because I'm familiar with the cognitive science there. And maybe, maybe at one point I would have spoken about what goes on for me when I close my eyes and, and imagine things in terms of images. Because I was asking one person and they were like, yeah, yeah, I obviously have an image. But then I, I asked them to, you know, go into the detail and there was like, no, there's, there's no detail. So it seemed to me like she was describing the exact thing I was describing you know, yeah, okay. we were on the same place in the scale, but she wasn't. She was happy to use the notion of imagery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but because like you know, some people will say, "Oh, well, I close my eyes, I picture my mother, and I can see her face perfectly, and you know, all the details and everything." I can't. I definitely can't see that, or I definitely don't even have that kind of clarity in. Yeah. The kind of yeah. image making. Yeah, it's probably somewhere in the middle for everyone. Right, so let's 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 use that to segue into vi- visualization. Side note: What did you? What did people used to use before there was segues for doing what we're just about to do here? So you just made a segue after segue with a side note. They probably talked about side notes. <laughs> no, side notes and segues are not the exact thing. Same no. thing are they? So segue is a little, it's a little, a little, little off ramp. Just yeah. <laughs> branch i don't know why didn't they just segue what's wrong with segwaying like was <laughs> a segue like all right so maybe I'm think i thought segue was just a little mechanical little two-wheeler job oh you thought that it's no i think a segue is called after the terms ah actually, no? all right okay so you thought the term came from the mechanical two-wheeler I, well i just started hearing it <laughs> since i i was aware of it or maybe i only kind of took note of it since i've seen those yokes 
Yeah, I'd never put the two together before. That's funny, isn't it? Did you not? Well, when any, whenever I hear the, let's segue into that, I picture somebody <laughs> on a little, <laughs> little two-wheeler just flying off the conversation into the next the next topic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so visualization, am I doing it or am I not doing it to win the World Masters Blue Belt 2 Jiu-Jitsu Championship? Well, I think what's important here for us to think through is not visualization, yes, nay or yay or nay, rather what would be the best use of your time. And with that in mind, it might be helpful to go back and do an ISM of the available options. So it might be worth us thinking. Uh, do you want to ISM? The no acronyms. Interpretive Structural Modeling. Interpretive Structural Modeling uh, Program. Which well, if mean, we don't do that, is there another way to do it? Because I think people kind of get lost with that one too. Is there a, is there a way around not doing that, but still kind of revisit the, the same principles? Well, okay, let's do the, the kind of analog version of it, which would be let's think through our options and then just have a intuitive sense of which is the what's the kind of stack ranking with which we should approach them. Because, I mean, you're you're that far out presently. I don't think you need to be, like, psyching yourself up to be, like, you know, I am the uh, World's Masters champion. And I think if it comes to your mind, uh, creating the image of... Uh, <laughs> we'll use the language of imagery going forward just because it's helpful. Uh, I started talking about it instead of visualization, and it's an awkward word, but I think it better captures it. Embodulization. Embodiment. <laughs> 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 could be a you know we might we mightn't practice it but we might have got a, a title for the episode <laughs> yeah. the next the next podcast in it sounds like a an embotched word yeah guansa so i mean that's something we need to work out together right so we could have a quick think through just sketch out those ideas and then have a you know It'd be simple as like 80, 20 stack rank was the first time. Right, well, let's do it. Kind of we doing it now or do we have to come back to it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Just so you know as well, I, I've mentioned this to you, but for anyone that's listening, uh, first comp, I've so I've a, I've a flight booked to Spain for, for the comp in, in Europe, but I have a local competition booked in for next month. So that's, I just want to go, get it under my belt, get a feel for things, you know, get a feel for a competition day. And uh, see how my my game in its current form works. Yeah. And obviously, there'll be plenty of learnings. I'm not hung up on the result for this one. I'm I'm more hung up on on how things go. Um, you know, adrenaline dump. Can I practice my game? Impose my game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. So I'm going to stay from uh, this one because of practical reasons. I'm going to stay at middleweight. So I'd actually still be pretty close to lightweight, but we have some visitors coming too, and I don't want to be cutting weight while we have visitors around here for, for the local tournament. I'd be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti-crack. <laughs> so I can't have dinner. I can't I can't talk to you there. I'm cutting weight. So, uh, sitting around in the black Sitting house. around gallons of water and no salt. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to stick with middleweight and actually think... For the way I, I want to approach the competition in August, 
actually doing this competition at middleweight, you know, at the higher weight would yeah, probably stand to be better, do you know, yeah, just be yeah. make it harder, more difficult. So I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I, the, I wonder now, sorry, I, I was just thinking about, and I'll, I'll take advice on this. I could speak to my coaches and stuff like that, but um, generally in jujitsu, you're, if you're, you know, you're better to be heavier in a category than lighter. But I wonder, do you know what lightweights, lightweights are very much in and around your legs and they're inverting and they're doing all kinds of stuff. Whereas when you get to middleweight and, and, and above, that kind of stuff slows down. So like, part of me is like, you know, at middleweight, I'd be dealing with somebody that plays a similar game versus when I, if I get to the, the if I'm the heaviest in a lightweight division, them lightweight guys are mm. tricky to get in underneath you. Whereas the middleweights wouldn't be getting underneath you as much. And that's a generalization, but I thought about that, but I still think that's the wrong way to think about it. If you have the ability to be heavier in a category, you should take it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm not sure. Right, so yeah, yeah, I'd say talk, that's the talk case. To your coaches. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's plenty of space for middleweights to be tricky too. That's true, yeah. Okay. The So let's think about where we're at and then what we're doing and then why we're doing that kind of thing. So up to this point, the kind of primary intervention was, well, we figured out the various components that are relevant. We kind of mapped them out and thought about which, if, which of these, if done first has consequences down the line for the rest of them. Thus, uh, you might say is the kind of primary leverage point we recognize the game as being that and getting your game straight. And then we thought, how do you intervene and design system constraints so as to bring about the vital behaviors which were enacting your game uh, between now and August consistently, right? So that was broken down into the cor cornerstones and we recognized a couple of little small interventions there has been beneficial and you've been kind of going through all that and where we're at now is maybe it's at the second layer of that and saying okay what is the say what is the the parallel intervention that might be made off the mats that has the same kind of potential uh, so the leverage point the highest leverage point off the mats that will feed into the same outcome over time and i don't think it's obvious right now to either of us what that is and maybe we'll figure it out today or maybe it'll be next week but i guess it's worth us thinking through what the options are and maybe you know a good thing to do at this point too would be go and talk to your coach or maybe look up some of the literature on sports psychology as well, right? Because that's, you know, that's not my expertise by any means. And if something there kind of strikes us as high leverage, well, then maybe that's the kind of thing we should be doing. All of that said, I have some sense, I have some sense of what I think it should be. Maybe I, I won't say anything, for the time being and we'll just talk through the options and then if we kind okay. of see what sits well with you yeah so i mean what do you what do you see as the options 
So how would you see this happening, first of all, before I can look at options? You know, because we've already talked about time and cornerstones and what the week looks like. It's not as if I have an abundance and my time is even less now because, you know, I'm I'm helping care for a little baby. So how would you see this even happening off the mats, this, these interventions, before I can kind of explore the options for them? Well, look, if the time's not there and it's definitely not there, well, then it, it's not going to happen. So it's a question of whether or not you do have the time and it's going to be the same thing, right? The cornerstones haven't changed unless unless novel ones have been introduced now that the baby's there and maybe it's worth thinking about them. Well, you know, I suppose like the other, the time isn't there unless it depends how much time we're talking about. I don't, think, about I, I don't think we're talking about a lot of time, you know. Right. Well, how about you just tell me what you think? <laughs> just spit it out there, will you? <laughs> well, I think at this stage, you should still be thinking about your game. And and I have to be, because if I look at my ratings of my game, they're still low. So it's still a massive work in progress. Right. So my feeling is that what you need to be doing is getting the details of your game into... <laughs> here's okay here's the shortcut i think what you need to be doing is getting the details of your game into a flashcard um app on your phone and drilling through that every time you sit on the jacks <laughs> if you do that every day right you sit in the jacks every day a couple of times once at least i don't know what you're like with your inter- intermittent fasting and <laughs> your, your bowel movements oh that functions on the other side of things but um the I think that's where the highest leverage is for you, both in in terms of your game, right, and in terms of the <laughs> principles based so, approach. Uh, flat, do you, how many times do you sit on the toilet a day? Uh, here now, that's. that's <laughs> no, but like, is it you're saying this? If it, if it was once a day, is it, you're saying this is enough of an intervention? A quick five minute flashcards once a day on top of everything else I'm doing, or if, if you did that consistently, that's huge. And you mean by flashcards, you mean like it's almost like having your, your game set out where it's like uh, start standing and then I know my, my preferred takedown. It's like go to there and then, and then you know, from well, what, there it goes to... What, well, no, what I would have is, right, so you, yeah, you'd have each node in the kind of network of the game ecology mapped out and you would have, say, if I find myself in um, half guard, then it'd be a question. Half guard... Uh, what sweeps have I from half guard? And then you'd have an answer to that question. So you, maybe you have four or five sweeps from half guard. Then, no, I, yeah, okay, all right, I get it. Yeah, go and on, then keep each going. of those you have in a different card, right? And it says, okay, what is this sweep? What is this sweep? What is this sweep? And then you have the details of those. So it's yeah. four or five details in each of those. And then, right, all that, mm. the way Anki works, Anki, if people are listening and you haven't used it before, I think there's actually free versions of effect- effectively the same functionality, but Anki is one I've used for years. A-N-K-I. Yeah, it's pricey, but it's almost, it's worth it. Like, it's a once-off 30 quid payment or something. But what what it does is allows you, allows for, you know, two things that are kind of central to any process of learning. One is deliberate recall, and the second, sorry, spit, sorry, recall, and the second is space repetition. They're both part of what people might call 
deliberate practice. So my 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 take would be right. So you get all the components of your game into that, and you can do it progressively, and it's quite easy to do. You just open up a thing, add it, add the card, and then it goes into this feed. And what it does is shows you cards. Say if you have ten cards in there, it'll show you card number one. If you say I understand this card, you know, and it was easy for me to not necessarily understand it. I could recall it. It puts it to the back of the stack, right? If you kind of half know it, it puts it to say uh, midway in the stack. And if you don't know it at all, it gives you repetition more, say, what's the word I'm looking for? Sooner. And the idea of that so so kind of build on the the premise that that you remember like it's it's all about memory yes it's all about memory but so so but is that to say like once my game set out my the problem i'm going to have is remembering where to go from certain areas right but to have this i mean you can do it in the in the context of you're not just remembering it right you're embodulizing it right as you go right so anytime the thing comes up you're kind of you're doing it. You're 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 visualizing. You're recalling it in a way that is going to habituate it deep in your body, rather than just a kind of uh, abstract memory of the calling thing. it out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So my 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 claim will be that right is going to be important, and then the other aspect that I think you can amplify off the mats is that right. You're going on into training every day, and you're not necessarily training within the context of your game right so your coach is doing stuff that's not necessarily you know targeted at you all the time and then there's a question of well given that my math time is limited how can i best leverage that time right so you shouldn't be feeling like the time in the maths that's not directly targeting my game is not directly relevant to me and therefore i'm only half engaging my take or what i've kind of thought about and thought might be useful is that actually what you should be doing there is thinking about it principle based approach right so that's going to give you time to explore that and those principles should also be fed into your anki right so base posture structure frames levers posts force vectors all that stuff and all of that stuff is going to be relevant across your game anyway right so if you include that as part of your game get all of that into your anki over the next month or two and then it's all kind of in this cycle of exposure right you're constantly getting exposed exposed to it and cycling through it to the point that it all starts to integrate really well i think if you did that not only would that say down the line have consequences for your frame of mind but that's going to be way more beneficial than say us just trying to get you mind ready if you will or you know what i mean like the 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 best preparation is to be prepared right and then after that it's to get in the state within which you feel prepared but you're going to feel prepared or you're going to have that genuine kind of core sense of preparedness if you have all that kind of working together cool so it kind of reminds me there's a there's a thing that you can get off the grapplers guide grapplersguide.com basically just a a game plan starting Mm. sheet and it's just a one pager and basically it's kind of on the same 
premise where you have all the different kind of uh, parts of a game noted and you put what you would do in those situations down your two or three things so that you kind of you know so i'll give an example you start from standing all matches start standing so i have like a first note myself be first so that's the first thing i do and then my my options there is single leg or if a collar drag or i pull guard so and from there depending on where i land so i'll give you another example if I end up on the ground in close guard, or sorry, I have close guard, uh, a couple of notes I have is uh, be tight, break the person's alignment, keep moving. And then my first option is the, the kind of shotgun to to side on, back take. So you kind of like drag the arm across to make the angle to take the back. Yeah, very good, very good. So, and it's the same idea. And then like I'm on top, so what do I do when I'm top? Depending on where I am, if I'm if I'm on mount or whatever, get grapevines, get heavy hip pressure, uh, get the uh, head control, cross face, and then get the uh, arm moving up to get my head and arm triangle. But like that kind of, you, it's all detailed. And then the thing is, if you if you jump on grapplersguide.com, anyone that wants it, you, you get the same idea. But put everything down, and then you start to draw links between them. Do you know? So if I'm on the bottom in close guard, you know, and I get like a scissor sweep. And I end up in mount. What do I do in mount? Well, I just talked about what I do in mount. So it's kind of like drawing your, just drawing your game mm-hmm. out using the elements of my game that I, I think to be good. And it's the same thing, I suppose. You're just putting it in cards format. Right. And I mean, the card format allows it to engage with your capacities for memory and remembering by introducing it into a practice in which you're forced to kind of engage in this process of space repetition and you know recall forced recall cool so yeah what you'd be doing is taking what you would put in there you know the notes whatever's in there or maybe just extract it from there put them on the cards but i i I do also think that see if i didn't use anki i could just do flashcards as well i could just print just make little cards yeah you could yeah of course but so because like uh from one to the other but if we're thinking about uh i mean for myself, at least, if we're thinking about an eco-behavioral design perspective, right, we're thinking, how do I make it most likely that I'm going to use these? So the kind of efficiency. Spend 30 quid on an app. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there is diff- there's definitely different apps that are probably free that do the same thing, but maybe they don't do it in the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Cool. All right, so I'll do so that. I think, yeah, if there's homework there, it's probably um Can we start can we not use the word homework? Right. Like if there's the anxiety is maybe that's something you need to deal with further further we talk about that as well at some other stage. <laughs> the uh, exposure therapy <laughs> to the notion of homework. <laughs> the uh if there's if there's if there's more even more work is better. <laughs> the uh right, so what what if there's more work to do there. What do you feel you actually have to go now and do with respect to that to get it into you? Right, so I'll, I'm going to look at everything I've detailed already. I'm going to look at my game, look at where I'm at. I'm actually going to try and simplify it again. I'm go- I don't want four or five things in my head from each area. I want two things. 
from each area, even though I might have three or four in certain areas. I might have none in some other areas. You know, my, my mount escapes are terrible. Or my sight control escapes are shocking. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, sight control escapes can be hard for everybody, but, you know, so I have like three or so, but if, if I'm in closed guard, I have a good few options. But if, if I'm under mount, terrible. So I want to get strong in two things in each area. And yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll push them into, into the uh, app and go from there. Right. Maybe the principle based thing is something we'll leave for another time. Yeah, well, like again, you know, the the, the, gate, the, the stuff that we do here uh, at training is um, it does marry pretty well with my game. You know, it's not like we're doing like crazy yeah. Baron Bolos to, yeah. Well, we might at some stage, but at the moment it's um, there's a lot of fundamentals, so it's good. Right, and I suppose the thing to keep in mind for yourself at this point too is uh, is the propagation phase, right? If it's um, if you find yourself Think think about your cornerstones. Think about when you're going to do it, and think about the seed habit. Right? What what would it look like if it was very easy? You know, how can you make it so easy that it it feels like it's not even worth doing? Because you know, sometimes the monotony of say sitting down and going through that thing might start to grate on you a bit. But if you if you give yourself, well, all I have to do is open the app, for instance, you can kind of yeah 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 a bit yeah, easier yeah. to. Yeah sediment yeah you. cool all right that's my more work sweet well we're uh we're about at an episode there is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap this one up i don't think so i think uh it's important for us to say that next week is going to be our question and answers week as we've enough at this stage to kind of do an episode so yeah, if you had, if you have had a question for us, um, the likelihood is that we're going to address it there. Besides that, you know, they kind of. So, on. I was saying, if if you if you have any more questions, you know, get them in as soon as you hear this episode too to either your Instagram, Eco Behavioral Designs at an Instagram or Eco Behave Design at Gmail dot com, and then we might you might have an opportunity to to throw them in the mix too depending on the response that's required right yeah True. and that should be a fun show because we've got some interesting questions so I have to go and prep the answers now <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know I think it's, a, it's an ongoing conversation but there'll be some sort of answers yeah 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 sweet alright let's leave it there cool thank you alright sound sound